Oh, hi, everybody. Guys, we mentioned that we'll be talking. Uh, might have to do a man whose entire career has been in total non-stop action. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that time is now. Your time is up. And time is now for... Abyss. Answering the question, what would happen if Kane and the Undertaker had a baby with mankind and he would never leave a company that's clearly failing? All the way from parts unknown, he's dating an ugly woman who fucks Scott Steiner. It's Abyss, everybody. Abyss, who, I will say this, his Wikipedia page is legitimately more informative than Hitler's. It's insane. (laughs) Because they have to write down all the angles where it's like, they're legitimately, so many of these angles are just, oh, these are rejected fucking... Like mankind storylines, like but, no, but the best part is, is sorry, how, uh, Kane storylines, is how many of them? So, early feuds in TNA, two thousand two to two thousand and five storyline with James Mitchell, two thousand and five to two thousand and eight. Then Matt Morgan, two thousand and eight two thousand nine. Therapy with uh, Doctor Stevie, two thousand and nine. Immortal, two thousand ten to two thousand twelve. Joseph Park, two thousand twelve to two thousand fourteen. Various alliances, two thousand and fourteen to present, culminating in him joining a group called Decay. Which is literally, we watched the Suicide Squad. Let's do that now. <laughs> so fucking good. Here's what I really like too. Um, is all right. We're gonna get into this, but this man legitimately has done some of the f- finer giner work in, in pro wrestling uh, the last little bit. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, just because his ability, like, it sounds weird, but just. He can play the monster character, and he can play like he can actually play a really good ca- actual character. We're jumping around, but yeah, when he's Joseph Park, supposedly his own brother, it's what corporate Kane should have been. Yeah, hundred percent. No, yeah, because that's what it's so funny because they take kind of take Kane uh, elements of Kane and poorly do Abyss, and then Kane takes a thing Abyss does really well and poorly does it. Yeah, well, and again, I think that's what's so interesting is that the w, the Fed never just went, get, just get us Abyss. He would have been a great Undertaker opponent in like 2008, 2009. But the thing about Abyss that you never really realize is he is not a young man. 1973, not at all. Well, the thing is, because, and that's the other thing, I was listening to a couple of interviews with him, and he places the time he went to college as with Desmond Howard... And Elvis Gerba, uh, both uh, American football players. Yeah. So he places going to college like 1988 to like 1992. And here it says, you couldn't have gone to college at 15. No, you couldn't have. No, you couldn't have. So he's like, yeah, so he's like 70s. So he's 1970. If he was in college in 1988. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because I can look it up because I couldn't find anything. But yeah, he probably he probably just did what one of the what what the Cubanos do, which is just lie. So he's his, pushing uh, like, fifty. Yeah, and doing his like fucking, still doing like the hardcore style. Still doing yeah, it would have been like nineteen seventy. Well, they say he does the hardcore style. He doesn't. He basically just black hole slams people on thumbtacks. He gets hit with shit. He gets hit with barbed wire. And nails. Mm. Yes, he does. Mm. He does not. Yeah, but again, I'm looking at it, the Mick Foley hardcore shit. 
is not the same as the shit he's doing. That's obvi- there's that's obviously gimmick. I'm not taking away from, him, but it's obviously gimmick stuff. It's not like the hardcore crazy things that you were doing. He like he does fucking shit on the glass. I still say that they're fucking faking it a little bit. I mean, yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray to God that they are. Because <laughs> he talks about in, in some interviews, he talks about how like in uh, Puerto Rico at the start of his career. And it's kind of weird. All right, if we're going to get into it, he starts as an independent wrestler in 1995 and doesn't get the Abyss character until uh, 2003, really. Yeah, 2002, 2003 was his main sort of discovery and main pusher has always been Dutch Mantel, who they think helped sort of create and mold that character, which makes absolute sense because Dutch Mantel was literally in the Fed and one of the guys helped that helped build mankind. Yeah. So he was literally just sort of like, let's take the mankind character, give it to a big guy, and see what happens. Yeah, pretty much. But that's a, like when you're, it's such an indie character, though. Like, like no one who sees that abyss character and isn't gonna make the connection to mankind. Like, no. Why would you? Don't this put. Is what him- I want to say, like the whole thing, and the guy's a great wrestler and. He was very good, and he has fucking great matches against AJ Styles. He can wrestle a cruiserweight style up until, like, only recently did he kind of dip off. Yeah. But you're giving the guy, like, nails to the game. Like, his gimmick is the boss from WCW. You know what I mean? Like, you're giving him, like, he's he's the shark. He's fucking Avalanche. He's all these things. And it's, you could have just done certain things that would have separated that they've done only now. He only recently has stopped wearing the mask and now just has a painted face. And the problem yeah. with that is that because they've done it so late on, now people are just like, well, that's what they did with Kane. Yeah. And it's just, it's fucking weird. He's in, uh, every shoot interview is about this guy. Is, he's not hard to work with, but he's very particular. He doesn't have a lot of confidence about himself in the ring, so that's why he's never left TNA. He's somehow become the TNA franchise player. Everyone else is gone. It's him, EC3, <laughs> and Dixie Carter's credit card debt and tax problems. He's been with TNA for 14 years yeah he's been like since the since the start of the company he's been with tna tna the entire time yeah um so let's get to it his early his early stuff um he enters tna under the moniker of justice justice because he was prince justice it's where the start of his career parks uh starts in tna as the monster abyss in 2003 uh he attacked eric watts and that's was- right guys TNA hasn't been fucking up for the last years. They fucked up early by bringing in, get me, the son of cowboy Bill Watts, a man who hasn't wrestled since the early 90s, Eric Watts. Yeah. And also, here's another thing that will be happening over and over again. This man feuded with Raven for his entire life. Like, (laughs) all he did was feud with... It's like, feud with Raven... A bunch of other stuff. James Mitchell uh, is my manager. Oh, wait. Everyone's my dad. Feud with Raven again, please. Yeah. Oh, I'm friends with Hulk Hogan also. Fuck you, Raven. Like, Yeah. Um, So he's uh, Kid Cash's bodyguard. Do you remember Kid Cash? Yeah. He was fucking... When ECW... I mean, ECW does not get enough credit for being as weird as lazy as they were in 1999 when Kid Kid Cash's gimmick was that he was Kid Rock. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good. And they also even the Ba Wada Ba theme song like Ace Kid Rock. I don't know. I just just sell me sell the company. God damn it. Yeah, just someone please buy this. I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Um so he fused with Raven. 
Um, he feuds with Raven, and uh, I want to. I do want to. One thing is another. Another really great reoccurring thing is uh, we'll get to soon. Um, uh, he has his first matches with AJ Styles. Now, now around this time, he does have kind of the mankind mask, and he's wearing like an all jean prisoner outfit from like Shawshank style. Yes, and I. I just want to say. And this does go to how good of a wrestler he is, is that the matches with him and AJ are not little guy versus big guy. They do basically are doing it like this guy doesn't feel any pain. He's fucking trouble. And AJ kind of wrestles around him. Around him, there's amazing encounters. It's an amazing back and forth. And that and he bumps really well. And, and he, he bumps really well. That. And it doesn't seem forced. Because a lot of times, yeah. one of the big points that I agree with Kevin Nash is like, I can't just beat be beaten by Rey Mysterio, it's got to be something weird. The problem is that Kevin Nash could have had that happen the first time and not the second time. And that's the same thing. And if you want to see how a big guy loses to a little guy, watch AJ Styles and Abyss the first go-round. Because don't worry, they feud again a bunch. Yeah, but the other thing is Abyss will do the thing that Samoa Joe does and that any good big man worth of salt will do is they f- he fucking bumps for the little guy. Yeah, like he takes those, he takes those goddamn drop kicks. All right, I even am when AJ Styles had that bull cut period, as we all love. It's coming back. <laughs> no, he has the long. Yeah, he has like what they chant like mom hair out. Yeah, him but now, give it ta- give but. it fucking time. And the k- champ that runs the camp, which has a nickname by the way, makes me want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I so just want to let everyone know I'm the champ that runs the camp, and uh, I got my fucking name tattooed on me. How would you rehab? A guy who is a big monster and he's just lost to your like number one A baby face. How would you rehab him? AJ Styles? Uh, Abyss. Oh, how would I rehab him? Yeah. I would probably make him go away for a little while and make sure that, you know, the gimmicks are stored and then have him come back and re engage with that baby face in a creative way, possibly part of a faction. No, you wouldn't. You'd he would defeat Eric Watts for his girlfriend at the time, Goldilocks. Oh, you're right. That is what I would do. Fuck you. Get TNA. back to Eric Watts. TNA. Goldilocks. Oh, my God. The the booking of this company is... if I'm a, Abyss probably walks into his bedroom every night, looks in the mirror and goes, they fucked me again. <laughs> well, all right. So the gimmick here, though, was Goldilocks was using Abyss as her, like, plaything. And that's the other thing is... 14 years later, he's still the, like, monster who, like, he never really gains his own will about him. I mean, we'll get to the Hogan thing, too. The the more you think about it, Abyss has done some... Because he was there the whole time, but never used well. <laughs> like, never, ever used well. No, but he's also... It's this weird thing where he's also always been an attraction for them, always done good matches. So... Even though they've yeah. never used him well, and he doesn't have—he's come from another company. He—he's just—he's one—he's their only guy that's left, and yeah. they still fuck him. Yeah, and it's the weird thing of like—I can't think of anyone. Maybe Abyss is the is the TNA Tommy Dreamer, where it's like you're gonna be with us forever, right? Oh, thank God. All right, go out there and it's a it's a get, get stabbed in the face match. You're losing to this guy we found. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Abyss, uh, so the new angle is that we just make you eat some actual human shit? There's no wrestling involved. Yeah, 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 all right, see ya. The shit eater, Abyss. Yeah. Um, so he uh, was 
the first Monsters Ball match, which is like supposed to be Abyss's like signature match. And there's actually just one other thing I want to talk about the TNA pre- presentation before okay. we get to this, which I think is a very important thing that they could do more, which was the commentators put him over in a very smart way where they wouldn't talk. They would be surprised by stuff. They would be noticeably afraid. Um, Don West, notably, who was the commentator with Mike today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Abyss is the greatest wrestler. Blah, blah. Uh, would, con- blah, blah. would constantly blah, blah. ask Mike why he's not talking, and blah, Mike blah. today would basically feign concern. Uh, Mike, why aren't you talking? I'm eating a sandwich. Uh. Also, where, also, Mike Tanay does not get the credit that he deserves because apparently Vince Russo would write the TV and then hand it to Mike Tanay as the editor and Mike Tanay would be like, all right. <laughs> no, Mike Tanay has never been in a good wrestling company, though. And he's great. He's a great... Uh, I think he's great at his job, but he's just never been in... Never been good, in a good wrestling company. He's never had the opportunity. Um, so... He loses the Monsters Ball match at the first uh, monthly TNA pay-per-view. Um, I don't... Abyss has won Monsters Ball matches before, but he's the only guy I can think of. Like, if you're modeling the character after The Undertaker, if you're modeling after Kane, even if you're modeling it after Mankind, they all had their matches, right? Yeah. They all had the fucking uh, eh, casket match, uh, boiler room brawl, that type of shit. Abyss... Like, has a losing record in his own match. Uh, so does Kane, by the way. In what? In the in Inferno, Inferno match. Yeah, but, like, why not have a winning record? <laughs> I agree. I'm just saying that that's not something that's necessarily... That is something that does happen, is that you get a losing record in your own match. I'm saying the like, difference... Why wouldn't, the, why wouldn't a guy the come d- out and be like, I challenge you to a Monsters Ball match? Be like, oh, sweet, so I'm probably going to win. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, man, odds are I'm coming out of this. Or point. if you have it, you lose it, you would never do that match again. Yep. Well, Monty Brown won the first Monsters Ball, and uh, then he beat Abyss in uh, a Serengeti survival match. Um, also, also, if you guys haven't watched TNA uh, and have a spotty record of it, as do I, as I mentioned, um, the matches we're going to talk about are fantastic. Also, the thing you need to remember about TNA is this is TNA in Vince Russo, Vince Russo TNA, so the gimmick matches... Are fucking crazy. Clockwork yeah. Orange, the reverse battle royal. The rever- have to get into the ring. <laughs> the fucking King of the Mountain match. Yeah. What? Uh, explain what the King of the Mountain match is. Oh, well, all right. It's needlessly complicated. Mm-hmm. So it's between three and five guys having a match. Yeah. If you get pinned, you go in a penalty box. Yeah. For it changes, but I know ninety seconds to five minutes. Yeah. Conversely, there's also the title, which yeah. is somewhere. <laughs> it varies up, and you have to climb a mountain, climb a ladder, and put the title up. Yeah. And then you win the match. So it's wrestling, hockey, and a treasure hunt. Yeah. All at once. It's everything you've ever wanted from wrestling. Oh, wait, no. Why don't you just do oh, a ladder Oh, wait, match? I'm sorry, but it's not. Also, just do a ladder match. The, the thing with the WWF and the genius of the WWF is uh, never done before, except for the many times it's been done before. Yeah. Just just make that shit up. Make that shit up. Make that shit up. So uh, he starts feuding with Jeff Hardy, which leads to a full Metal Mayhem match. Like, why can't you just have a hardcore match or a street fight? 
No, because everything's got to be a shitty fucking alliteration. Because they're full of metal. Uh, he he entered a King of the Mountain match. Um, but then of course, uh, lost when Raven won. Because why wouldn't you have Raven? Listen to this starting lineup though. You have AJ Styles, Monty Brown. Sean Waltman, Raven and Abyss, and you make Raven win? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's literally the worst. He, no, he's not worse than Waltman, but he's close. Is that his slammiversary? Is that when mm-hmm. that, that happens? I'll tell you why that happened. That was actually very big because Raven... Hard ha- justice. These could all be porns. <laughs> <laughs> slammiversary. Yeah. They could all be porns. Like, uh, WrestleMania is not a... Like, wrestling's stupid. <laughs> WrestleMania is a stupid name. Survivor Series, SummerSlam are stupid. SummerSlam could also be a porn, let's be honest. <laughs> Fully loaded could be a porn. <laughs> Fully loaded, yeah. <laughs> no way out. <laughs> <laughs> no way out, that's terrifying. <laughs> no mercy. It's like in, I remember was it the na- late 90s, there was that guy who did XPW, um, who was like, we're uh, more extreme than ECW, and everyone was like, oh, how do you do that? And they are like... The horrors get raped. <laughs> I was like, what? No. And he's like, look at my porn. Yeah. They had nipples at the start. They don't at the end. Yeah, Rob Black. He's He then went to jail for a very long time. Oh, yeah. For what? I think, like, sexual abuse and trafficking of illegal porn. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good for him. That was a Rejected Abyss storyline. Oh, we're back. Um, okay. The thing with Raven in that time is Raven was very over and people wanted him to be the champion like people still because i was watching tna at that time and abyss you never really cared if he won or lost because the thing with abyss he was just such a fucking knockoff character i don't know for me though at least where i was like that guy's really good i did wish this wasn't his fucking character i did not think of him as a knockoff character here's a weird thing i didn't think of him as a knockoff character until they just gave him mankind's old shirt and then i was like well now we're not even fucking trying hey eh, guys really i always thought of him as like this is Kane Mankind. Like, this is never... No, I didn't think of it when they first did it. As soon as they brought him in... But I suppose he does have, like... Once he moves into Joseph Park, he does have a big old weird face. Like, he doesn't have an intimidating face whatsoever. Uh, But let's not get to that. The whole James Mitchell thing, it's... Because that is the whole sort of... This is, again, really good... The beginning of the whole James Mitchell stuff is actually really good TNA. You have Team Canada... Then for no reason at all, Raven gets screwed out of the title at Border City Wrestling in fucking Canada. He gets well, he gets screwed out of the title because they want Jarrett the title on Jarrett going into them being on Spike. Yeah, but why wouldn't you do that on Spike? Not or do it the week before you go on Spike, not at Border City Wrestling. Because they literally want Jeff Jarrett to walk through the curtain with the title and him be the first title. Like that's why. He's the standard bearer because it's his, his company. He it's owns his the daddy company. and his company. Like no, at this point it's his company. The, yeah. the, uh, they'd already done that weird thing where they were like, "Hey Jerry, can you give us some money so we can take a photo of you at our uh, at our head office?" Sure. And then they didn't speak for like ten years. Apparently, it's so weird. All right. You know what? He's feuding with Raven again. He gets a new manager. The sinister minister himself, James Mitchell. James Mitchell was great. Great. I was about to say, how the fuck, again, how the fuck did they not bring this guy in as like, wait a minute, what are you saying? This guy's actually Kane's dad, and he fucked? He wasn't Paul Bearer? (laughs) They would have just done a switchover. But, 
Yeah, I feel like maybe he has something, like someone doesn't like him or something, because he was also in WCW, was he not? Yeah, he was, but he's one of those guys that I think had like a super weird long-term contract with WCW for a while, then he went to ECW and was the Sinister Minister, Yeah, and they took that way too far because the way they converted Mikey Whipwreck to Satanism was basically like, I'll show you tits that you could fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get Mikey Whipwreck as a fucking babyface, too, where like, Mikey Whipwreck is unsung in that he started out as like a young boy and then a year later he was a fat man like he was just <laughs> like he, he went from he went from it seemed like he got high for the first time and then turned into an anti-marijuana the ass. thing that you have to remember about mikey whipwreck is you shouldn't let 16 year olds near jimmy snooker <laughs> um, right, well abyss again the thing that i keep coming back to is all throughout this as someone who was watching tna it was like they were like, we want you not to like this guy. We're going to make it difficult for you to like this guy. But for some reason, you're still going to like this guy. Because they kept throwing things at him like the fucking all the different stupid matches with fucking Raven being attacked by what the fuck was his name? Hoyt. Lance, Lance Hoyt. Hoyt. Yeah, they bring him away. Yeah, Lance Hoyt Hoyt. was one. He was good, but he had a lower back tattoo of like an eagle. Yeah, which was bad. And then, Um, um, but he feuds with Sabu. Then they bring in Sabu. He loses. I just want to do this because we have to mention every time it happens. The Monsters Ball match. He loses another one. This one's to Jeff Hart. It's him, Jeff Hardy, and Rhino, and he loses to Rhino because you know why Why wouldn't you? Because basically TNA turns into like a sleeker ECW tribute around this time, because. Internet fans will never get on you for putting over ECW guys, you know? No, certainly. No, that's not true. When they brought in EV 2.0 and tried to do another ECW reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like so obviously shitty because they couldn't even get near the name. They couldn't even be like the hardcore boys. They were like just extreme volume two boys. We're all 50 now. Yeah. And it's also our knees hurt. Yeah. They're extreme. Don't worry. Those kendo sticks are made of foam. And the Sandman, at this point, really needs to stop drinking because he keeps showing up with wounds on his face. <laughs> the Sandman has lesions. Yeah. Hooray. Um, again, it gets nutty because then, okay, Abyss then joins Planet Jarrett and then takes care of Rhino. Yes. Well, that means you... It- you said that like it's the first time you've read that phrase. It's I. It is like he didn't like nurse Rhino back to health. That's but that's how because you it was fucking the, you fucking idiot. But that's also how it was phrased because Scott Demore was the head of Team Canada and for some reason also win Planet Jarrett. And oh yeah, and Scott Demore was the greatest heel, the he, greatest heel manager of all time because it's just like I'm a heel. Why I uh, look like I'm help at an internet cafe yeah he looked like the fucking angry dad at a hockey game <laughs> he was not even he was like the same age as, i mean at least i'm placing myself but like he just looked like slightly older dylan god it was yeah, he did look like slightly older dylan god like, but why this, is this guy bad why am i bad on tv um yeah to fight rhino but it's also why they never set up why scott demore doesn't like rhino because rhino is not from canada Okay, now Abyss gets serious because he well, he gets in a feud with the NWA champion Christian Cage. Like I said, this is when they're making big moves, TNA is. And uh, what he does is he stalks his wife because, uh, you know, 
TNA was good for a bit, and they will not let it be more than a bit. Yeah. Can we pause it? I got a pee-pee. Okay, I'm going to go check out my food. Here's the break. Hello, this is Dylan God and... John Hastings. And sorry to interrupt Dylan God and John Hastings from talking about wrestling. But right now, we need to ask you to rate, subscribe, and review the Wrestler Review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We have, we've been so lazy, we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity. And, and no money. And no money. No fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter, the Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. We're back. We're actually back. We're back to talk about... Can I just say before we keep going, Abyss's career literally seems like they... He just won't say no or stand up for himself or be like, no, I'm winning a match. No, he's just happy to be in uh, in a professional wrestling. Like, he's happy to have a pro wrestling career. But he, what's even crazier... To the it, point where he's just like, oh, well, I'll just lose that. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be affecting him that much is the other crazy thing. Because it's Kane. It's the way Kane is. Kane wins five matches on TV and then loses the feud. That's all this is. He's Kane. I don't know. It's it's so it weird. It's super weird, but it's like... I, I don't think of it in the same way of Kane because I don't... Because Kane, you're just sort of like, well, whatever, he's an also-ran. Because in the end, Kane yeah. is just a really good tribute to The Undertaker. Yeah. And even, like, an Abyss is another tribute of that, but, like, I always think of Kane as the... Or Abyss as this domineering monster in TNA. He's not. He's fucking terrible. Well, he beat Brother Runt in a thumbtack match. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God he beat... S- after the match, what happened? I'm going to assume three, Team 3D showed up. Oh, he was attacked by Raven. Of course he was. Let's have another <laughs> and Raven a, feud. And then another Hangman's Horror match. Because why wouldn't you Fuck. have an alliteration? Fuck <laughs> you. Can we have a hardcore match? This no, is it's a Harry Helmsley's hardcore house match of <laughs> hammers. And coming up next is the the apocalypse was fake. Your mother's gay. <laughs> match? Yeah, no, not done. Inside the six sides of steel steel cage with their back using the four-sided ring because Eric Bischoff showed up. The steel cage match. When we need something else to scary steel cage. It's got to be an alliteration. Um, How have we talked? um, We've talked enough about TNA to not bring up the six-sided ring. What do you think of the six-sided ring? Before we continue, I like it. So do I. I think it was a good way of showing that they were a different product, especially because they were really focusing in on high-flying action. And also, when your moves are like the black hole slam, where you come off the ropes, it gives it an air of it could happen any time, which is great for moves like the RKO or this one. Yeah, and it made and Abyss was great for that company because he worked fast like he was obviously way more athletic like what he had he didn't have like this is why at around this point was it around this point he was offered to come in to the fed as undertaker's like wrestlemania opponent and he said no um why because and i think it's smart on his behalf because like we just did an episode on sinski he's not like, but Snitsky he's not is huge. Like he's not, he he's not, he doesn't have Snitsky's look. He's but he's a way better worker. Like, look what happened to fucking Doc Gallows. Like he was out of the Fed for how long? He was Festus, and then he goes to New Japan, reinvents himself, and comes back. 
But oh, first of all, you've skipped a whole bunch of do- of Doc Gallows stuff. Yeah, but that's like ten years. Like he's out for fucking ten years, and then he comes back. And v- uh, Abyss would have had to do the exact same. thing. I don't think he would have because I think Abyss is a better worker, especially in his prime, was a better worker than the Taker you say, ever man, was. Man, he's also a tub tub. Like he can't have his. Uh, yeah, but they'll on. fucking give him some of that Triple H sauce and fucking, oh, this was the fucking point I forgot to bring up on the Scott Steiner episode that I'm going to say here now. No. I am. This is just a fun fact. Apparently, how Scott Steiner got around steroid testing in the WWF was said, I'll only take a test if Triple H takes one. And they were like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because they would have had to be like, no, and he doesn't have to. You do. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I think Triple H wasn't on steroids, though. I don't think he was. Okay, third Monsters Ball match. Who wins? I'm going to say the idea of Raven. <laughs> Samoa Joe beat Raven. <laughs> like, not only is the Monsters Ball match, like, all right, Inferno match, yes, Kane will lose, right? Boiler Room Brawl, we've seen Mankind lose. I don't we think Mankind's, Mankind's ever lost. A Boiler Room Brawl? No. Okay. Well, then I was wrong about that. Uh, casket match. Undertaker's lost. He's lost one. Yeah, one. Um, but they're all one-on-one encounters. He's always at least involved in the fucking finish. Yeah. Abyss isn't even involved in the finish in any of these. No. Like, need to be. oh, it's my match, the Monsters Ball match. That's where Samoa Joe fights Raven, and I, of course, try and figure <laughs> out how to make cotton candy on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fucking. I love. I love TNA. It's so good. <laughs> and in this corner. Trying to get Wi-Fi inside the impact zone because he knows he won't be involved. The monster. Ah, Biss. I would have showed up to the match, but my computer broke, so I had to go to the Mac store and use the internet there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Good thing my buddy Hulk Hogan was here to drive me there in his red and yellow viper he got given by wcw in 94 so <laughs> nice to be in a car you don't also live in all right so abyss won the tournament uh won a fight for the right tournament to face sting and wins the nwa championship good v, v he beat sting via a monster's ball match that was actually qualification <laughs> yeah. be, be oh yeah because this is when they brought Sting's, in that rule sting is 85 years old he can't lose clean yeah you know Oh, you know why that is, though? That's also come to light. I don't know if you've been reading about this TNA lawsuit, but I cannot look away. Dixie Carter was essentially like the only wrestler she knew was Sting. Yeah. So she was just like, well, he's the Hulk Hogan. He's as big as Hulk Hogan. It's like, no, he's not. He's not as big as Marty Jannetty. Sting? No, not as big. (laughs) What? No, he is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Sting and Marty Jannetty. I would say Sting Gennetti. is on par with... There's a really sad story around Honky Tonk Man and Marty Jannetty where Marty Jannetty's trying to kick weed. Like he's trying not to smoke <laughs> weed. And Honky Tonk Man goes, we both know you're going to smoke weed, so let's just get it fucking over with, Marty. <laughs> and then he does, and, and then it, and then he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're still addicted to drugs. <laughs> like <laughs> me. Just, yeah, exactly. But like... Remember that? Uh, no, I don't want to smoke any. Shut the fuck up and smoke. Oh, okay. Like you're being bullied by the honky tonk yeah. man? Remember this, Marty. I'm the shameful cousin in a family that also includes Brian Christopher and Jerry Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how did he lose the title? I'm going to assume it was count out to Raven. <laughs> he 
lost in a prison yard match to Sting. Uh, of course he did. But, okay. Wait a minute. What are the rules Sting of a prison yard? before the match that using Abyss's real name that Abyss had been in prison for shooting his father in the back three times, oh, sending yeah. him to a coma where he's... Like, Sting is involved in this shit. Because this is building up to Sting going crazy and becoming the Joker. Oh, yeah, this is when... This is, like, if if you guys weren't uh, watching wrestling at a special time in, like, 2007, there was a time when... It wasn't 2007. This was, like, 2009. Yeah, no, the Joker Sting was years after The Dark Knight. Yeah, because that was when Vince McMahon saw The Dark Knight, and then The Edge was the Joker, Rey Mysterio was the Joker, like, everyone was the Joker for a while. And then Sting turned into the Joker. And the thing with the other ones is they didn't, you know, make him get the face paint. With Sting, they literally made him get the face paint. (laughs) Yeah, and he acted exactly like the Joker, too. And laughed. Oh, it was the best. It was so good. All right, well... He turned face finally, uh, giving James Mitchell a black hole slam. But uh, then it turned out everyone was his dad. And uh, I'm just wa- I, I just I'm just waiting for the Hulk Hogan stuff because that's when it gets real yummy. Well, basically, he turns face, and then Christian Cage turns on him for some reason. Obviously, he starts feuding with Tom Co. And uh, Christian Cage, that leads to a match where he black hole slams fucking Christian Cage. uh, Sorry, Tyson Tomko onto glass. James Mitchell's not too happy. He brings his son, Judas Macias. He's coming to TNA. Uh, And then Macias, I mean, I remember around this time, him basically being like, you want to do what with my character? I'm out. (laughs) So he just... um, Feuds with Abyss for a bit, um, and Judas Macias is, of course, billed as James Mitchell's f- fucking son. Yep. So yep. He would, that would technically make him Abyss's half-brother. Well, that's be- well, actually, you jumped ahead away uh, because James Mitchell uh, then has crazy announcement at the end, and it turns out that, yes, he's James Mitchell is Abyss's dad, and his half-brother is Judas Macias. In a reworking of the Kane Undertaker storyline. Also, here's the quick question just with logic. Does that mean that Abyss shot James Mitchell or that was just another guy? Abyss shot James Mitchell in the back. Is that explain why James Mitchell always looks so good from the front only? <laughs> well, because he never has his shirt off. We can't see his back. How? Also, how can you reveal you're someone's dad if... Abyss shot his dad in the back. Like he did. Was he just like, that's your dad from behind? And then he shot his dad? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Like, wouldn't he have seen his dad's face? No. I can't apply logic to this shit at a certain point. It's you fucking. Can't. It's TNA. It's TNA not even main, rest, main room booking, so it just all doesn't make any fucking sense at a certain point. Well, what, what would you do? What would you do to get everyone on point after a weird meandering feud with james mitchell i would have abyss become unhinged and fucking tear through the locker room attacking people he can't be fucking controlled no point did you mention raven because he's back in there with raven baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's back he enlists the he uh he leaves missiles enlists the aid of raven um yeah because that's who i'd ask for oh help no, Macias, sorry Macias uh Macias leaves mitchell uh to enlist the aid of raven feuding with abyss and rhino Raven baby, Abyss, 
Hogan Savage, get the fuck out of here, because this feud has been going on for legitimately eight years at this point. <laughs> um, there's another and in no way there's is another that Monsters it. Ball match at Bound for Glory, the big one, at a time number four. Not only is he involved in the finish, Abyss pins Raven. We should have taken a break there. Not that is the end of his career. Not since Tommy Dreaver beat Raven has something so impactful happen. And get this, for no reason at all, Jim Cornette gets in the ring and breaks one of Tommy Dreamer's balls again. <laughs> also, uh, oh, that was Lawler, BT Dubs. I know things too. Uh, and also involves... No, that wasn't Lawler. Match. Also involves with Monsters Ball matches Black Rain, who is Dustin Rhodes. There you go. Time number six of them making him about to be a weird, dark character and then being like, actually... Let's get real for a second. My dad's dusty and I'm mad at everybody. Let me just say this about fucking Dustin Reynolds. Thank God that guy got off drugs because, oh boy, look at how good of a wrestler he is now. He was so fat. He was so fat <laughs> yeah. Black Rain. Oh my God, he was so... And like, he looked bloated and drunk for a wrestler, which is sort of like saying, I look handsome for a handsome person because I'm fucking gorgeous. <laughs> the uh, former Johnny the Bull is also there as Relic. Oh, yeah, Johnny the Bull. Johnny Stamboli, baby. Hey, I'm Relic now. Yeah. Suck my dick. The guy who had to take a few years off wrestling because he jumped off a pallet and broke his actual asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that? Oh, that was fucking. Uh, we didn't even mention that in the Xbox episode that that happened. Xbox wasn't in that match. No, but he Bronco busted his asshole open. <laughs> what you didn't hear about that he no. bronco busted his asshole open what do you like he ripped his asshole yeah he ripped his asshole like <laughs> look at Larry. Right, look that up right now i don't want to because i only have like peripheral memory of it but i can't believe we didn't fucking remember that Bro, oh we're it, we're fucking losers <laughs> we're losers who aren't even effective at being losers losers yeah and this is when uh this is when he says uh, when James Mitchell says he's going to reveal a dark secret. And then Abyss said, the secret lives with me and it dies with me. And then fucking, I'll tell you this, they just had a regular old goddamn shitty ass hardcore match. Where oh no. Oh no. Oh yeah, you just saw a picture of my dude. Okay, he didn't ha Oh no. Oh no. Why oh, are you no. watching it? Don't watch it. Uh, I just looked it up, everybody. Um, it's there. It's worse than you'd ever imagine. Yeah. And all I'm going to tell you about this is that basically a guy moves out of the way for the Bronco Buster. You, you're watching the video on uh, One Night in China, right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it the same thing? Stop it. Stop it. Shut up. Shut up. Shit. Stop it. That kind of music makes me think someone's about to... Um, uh, uh, enter the uh, ring uh, 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 <laughs> wrestler moves out of the way x-pac hits the bottom turnbuckle with his asshole immediately stops moving and just starts dabbing his own ass just start like uh oh uh oh uh oh <laughs> it's fucking horrifying <laughs> um i'll tell you what's more horrifying probably whoever x-pac uh or whoever abyss is about to lose to in a match no well here's what he did um he Got beat up too bad, so he took his mask off and retired from TMA before coming back uh, where Park was written on his back in uh, in jail or like in a, in a jailman outfit. 
So they do. The one thing they do keep up is the fact that they keep calling him Park as his last name, mm-hmm. and so they actually keep that thorough line, which is impressive. But the fact that he shot his dad in the back, and his dad was James Mitchell. Yeah, I don't I mean, understand. That's, that's, that's bad. Ever why in wrestling that they're like, well, what we need to do is make sure to involve real life angles. Like if someone's his actual brother, we bring that up. No, 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 no. no. Like if um, how do I explain this? So like um. Uh, he has a father, and he murdered that father. Mm. How does that um? How does that help? Shut up. I would love to do it with like a very respected older wrestler. The amount of YouTube videos you have to go through to figure out the Undertaker family tree pale in comparison to what's fucking going on with fucking or no, make the best storyline make absolute sense. No, I mean there's only been two things so far, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Matt Morgan and Abyss started teaming together. Oh, no, yeah, here and we go. And then here, you want to... Oh, let's get back on track here. Then there's mo- another Monsters Ball match. All right? I A hope tag team Monsters Ball match. So obviously Abyss and Matt Morgan are going to win. Team 3D. LAX. Beer Money. Ru- beer Money wins when Hernandez got pinned. Of course! <laughs> because Abyss isn't even... Once again, Abyss is using Wi-Fi outside the building. He's <laughs> in Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> I want a frappuccino. I want a frappuccino. <laughs> I want a frappuccino. I shot my dad. I shot my dad because he didn't put a whipped cream on my frappuccino. He double. develops another uh, kind of signature match, though the ten thousand tax match, because uh, him and uh, him and Matt Morgan break up, and he does what? Hmm. Beats Matt Morgan. He beat him in a ten thousand tax match. No way. He actually. W- so so far, in. 10 years of being a wrestler in one company, mm-hmm. he's won two matches. Well, yes. And all right, so this is 2009, and he finally gets enters therapy with Dr. Stevie, Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards returns again. Not since Barry Darso has a man done so many gimmicks so well, so unsung. Stevie <laughs> Boom Boom yeah, Richards. Yeah, we got to do, do a Stevie Richards. Because he also... Okay. He... <laughs> oh, I remember where so, we're. All right, so I remember what we're getting in to the now. Corner of Daphne in the first ever female monsters ball match. Ooh. Um. And who is she facing? Daphne is facing Taylor Wilde. That's not important. That's the best friend of Abyss's girlfriend, Lauren. He turns on Dr. Stevie and he t- uh, he chokeslams Dr. Stevie onto tax. Fuck, that's gross. Um, the tax thing I never got. I totally get it. Nice. It looks like it really hurts, but it actually wouldn't hurt that bad. Mm-hmm. The only problem is, is that Mick Foley used actual tax, so they would stick into his boots, and that was terrifying. But the TNA tax, they, they don't stick to them at all. Or they don't stick to the boots. Oh, so basically it's just like a really small, like they're not like, because there's attacks you can get obviously that are like barely sticking to the wall. So they're made for like shitty drywall. Yeah. And then there's the long tacks. Yeah. They're just like, you see him dump them out and then he'll do a move onto a guy and none of the tacks are punched into the guy. Yeah. I would use the plastic ones, the ones with the big, bla- so it wouldn't even, so like I'd actually want to land on the, because it would just hurt so much landing on the plastic part yeah you'd want that's weird you're like oh i want to i'm gonna make this more difficult of a yeah, match i want for me. deep bone bruises <laughs> <laughs> deep 
internal fucking. That's what oh, I get. Getting so. That's what I gave to Abyss's girlfriend, Lauren. Are you serious? Yeah, I fucked her. Okay, well, there was a mixed tag team <laughs> monsters ball match. Why? I okay. We need to stop again, and I just need to say, this guy should have left and for the he WWE. He won it when he beat Doctor Stevie. Raven and Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like Raven isn't always right around the corner. I didn't even realize how much. <laughs> I hope that Abyss loses his final match to Raven. I hope that I think Abyss's uh, dead body is going to be pinned by Raven contractually. This is also he has a uh, he challenged Foley to a Monsters Ball match. Mick Foley. We're just basically doing the Monsters Ball matches this time. Holy fuck. I forgot that Mick Foley was, yeah, he was in, in TNA. TNA. And he did a hardcore match and he lost. <laughs> Mick, Abyss fucking chokeslammed Mick Foley onto like two barbed wire boards. Oh, yeah. Mick Foley also wrestled his last match with Ric Flair in TNA. And yeah, they was, did a fucking uh, hardcore match. And there was also Ric Flair's last match because then they both went back to the Fed and they did a concussion test on them and they were like, oh, good God, no. I'm just skipping ahead to the parts. We, all right, so basically now we're just doing the parts of Abyss's career with Raven and Monsters Ball matches. Is that fine? Yeah. So <laughs> Raven uh, then set Abyss on fire. Raven and Stevie set Abyss on fire. Um, but Spike didn't want them to air that, so they aired it on their website. Yeah, that's good. Oh, God. It's just so awful because I was like, oh, now we're almost caught up. And I'm like, no, that was 2009. Oh, no. There's so much left. We haven't even got into the fucking Hulk Hogan stuff. Hulk Hogan. This is another. This is a big thing. Hulk Hogan, when he took over TNA, the only person he saw as a professional wrestler was Abyss because he was the only one roughly the size of Hulk Hogan. Like, he was the only guy who Hogan could have made a monster and could have fought him. To fought. Yeah. So, he starts doing like he starts dressing like Hogan. Yeah, he d- he gets uh, uh, red and white, uh, red and yellow A's on his fucking gear, and gets a Hulk Hogan themed mask. Yeah, loses another Monsters Ball match. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loses a Monsters Ball match too. Well, then actually, it's funny because Hogan, he's facing Hogan and Raven. Raven. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's crazy how much I think of this guy as a good wrestler, and he's really not. Like, I think of Abyss as, like, this really well-put-over, awesomely put-together wrestler. Yeah, because you watch TNA in spurts. Because this is another thing. This is when Hogan comes in. So Hogan comes in and basically, like, makes it his thing to belittle everyone in the fucking company. Because, so basically, Bischoff uh, with Desmond Wolf, Homicide, Rhino, Tomko, and... Raven, Raven trying, <laughs> trying to remove Abyss's mask. Hogan saves them, so clears the ring of all these actual performers, and then takes. And this is when it starts. He takes Abyss back to his office and is like, "Listen, you gotta be more like a Hulkamaniac and quit being such a fucking neurotic mess." Because the whole thing about Abyss is that he's mentally deranged. Yes, I understand where they're going with this. What a terrible angle. I thought I didn't know anything about this office yeah, stuff. Yeah, because he starts like when he's, oh, like, you know, he's the no. dangerous, he's the dangerous like crazy guy. But then when he's a baby face, he's like, well, he's got feelings too. Yeah, he's not just so there a is murderer. An arc to the character, if you think about it. I guess you could call it an arc, <laughs> but it's only filled with animal shit. Well, he was announced as the captain of Team Hogan 
against Team Flair. Uh, uh, Team Hogan against Team Flair, and Team Flair would be captained by Sting. Never has my idea of a professional wrestler been more assaulted than by reading that. Like, I didn't realize how long they did stuff. I didn't realize how annoying. Oh, it's awful. It's also, okay, Hulk Hogan. So there's literally, all right. Wrap up Hulk Hogan stuff, brief Uh, Joseph Park stuff. So basically, for the Hulk, so the Hogan, since it's like basically you've given him the Dave Sullivan, Evad Sullivan gimmick, Mm -hmm. but he's huge. Uh, they turn Abyss heel. Uh, everything in the world happens. <laughs> uh, and there's... And, okay, just They introduce the, like, the advent of, like, a Stairway to Janice match, which he has against RVD. And uh, if you don't know, Janice is a... Uh, like, basically, after the Hogan thing, they've realized, holy shit, we be bad Sullivan Abyss. So to try and get him back as a bad guy, or a bad guy, as actually an intimidating character, they have Janice, which is basically a two-by-four filled with nails. It's just nails and nails and nails. Which is just a clear rip off of The Walking Dead. Which is, is it? Yeah. Negan, who's the guy who just premiered on the television show but has been in the comics for a long time, has a barbed wire baseball bat named a Lucille, I believe. Really? Yeah. Well, that's really cute. <laughs> all right. Well, it's all okay because Abyss in this time beats Bully Ray in a Monsters Ball match. All right? So... Knock another one up to the Monsters Ball match victory. Um, unfortunately, earlier on, Rob Van Dam has defeated Abyss in a Monsters Ball match after using Janice on him. Because if you watch any Abyss uh, matches, Janice only exists for other people to use it on Abyss. <laughs> like, there's no, it's, uh, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, someone else got Janice. Now he lost. Because one of those things where it's like, you can't have him. You can't have him just. I mean, if he would just smash people in the head with the nails over and over again. But Triple H with the fucking sledgehammer always does it effectively. So, who knows? Uh, by the way, I'm just skimming the Wikipedia page. Like, just literally, just like I, I scrolled up it, and the words that just keep popping out: monsters, ball, and loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what you do. I'll uh, talk about his Joseph Park run, and then we'll wrap up the episode. Um, and you just can you require uh, can you just count the his his record in monsters ball matches? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. So there's uh they basically have written him off uh, TV for a bit, and uh, I don't know if it, if you've ever seen this any, but this is really the reimagining of the Abyss character. It's been literally ten years of him rehashing. Uh, of losing to Raven in Monsters Ball matches, and then he comes out uh, pretending to be his own brother, Joseph Park. Uh, and they te- over the le- next legit two years, they do a brilliant job of teasing the fact that he, of course, is, uh, he of course is Abyss, and uh, they do this. <laughs> they do these really great things where he people want to fight him, but he doesn't. He can't even hazard a guess at like how to fight yeah he's all confused and it's also because he's such a good wrestler he he knows how to do it so it looks really realistic that he doesn't know how to fight yeah and the other thing is and it's one of those really good things um where since he's been playing the same character for so long like you see this with guys like rick martell and uh and no other 
examples. Uh, Rick Bartel, Kurt Hennig. Um, who else would you say? Even guys like Al Snow, that type of thing. Um, they've been playing the same character for so long. When you want them to switch it up, they can more than do that. Because they're so... They've just got... I don't know. They've had so many times to like... I don't know. It's just become second nature. And then you can come up with better ideas, right? Is the... Uh, most eloquent thing I'll ever say in my life. Um, so, how many monsters bells matches do you think there have been? How many? Over under fifteen. There's been twelve. Okay. Well, I mean, just jump in on this. Um, you of course uh, park at the site of his own blood turns it, uh, basically into abyss. So that becomes the whole thing. Um, he's kidnapped by aces and eights. Oh Jesus fucking Christ. This is like, he's kidnapped by Aces and Eights, Hulk Hogan. They force Hulk Hogan into allowing the group to wrestle for TNA roster spots and Bound for Glory. This is the ultimate, like, because TNA before has done invasion ankles, but this is when they try and go all the way, where it's like, listen, there's two things we do in this company. Try and recreate the NWO and steal shit directly from fucking television and now we're doing both yeah, at the exactly. same time. These guys are bikers who want to take over. But he, um, yeah, so he starts wrestling in matches, just defeating like lower card guys. And then like he's really good at selling that he can't believe he did it. Um, and then, of course, uh, he t- returned under his abyss persona, uh, joining Sting and Kurt Angle as their, as against the Aces and Eights. Uh, oh my god, everyone's so happy except for the fact that like, because it's kind of one of those things where it's like he couldn't not return as Abyss but at the same time it, he was way better at, as Joseph Park you know? Like, yeah, it, and it was also, it, it was a the thing I'm, I was just want to say about Abyss very rarely gets injured and actually does reinvent the character at the perfect time because you know when he comes back from this it's going to be big and epic and he can lose five more matches to Raven <laughs> Oh my god! Well, how many monsters ball matches do you think he's won? Three. He's won three. He's three and nine. It's three and twelve. Three, uh, yeah, three and nine. Three and nine in monsters ball matches. Um, I'll be honest. I apologize to any TNA fans out there, but I just, I just don't want to read any more about Abyss's. Like, can we also I had just? A, I had a, let's also just quickly explain what the premise of the Monsters Ball match is. You're locked in a room for 24 hours without uh, light, food, or water, and then released in the ring, and then it's just a street fight. <laughs> but the preamble is what makes it good. Is it? Is that? That's what always makes wrestling matches good. Yeah. What happens beforehand? Because everyone remembers when Roddy Roddy Piper lived in a Arkham Asylum. Uh, it made Arkham it so Asylum. much. Asylum or what? Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Part, Alcatraz. He, he didn't live in a video game that was he, released. He lived years in a ago. video game. Um, the one I want to say this though. Uh, Joseph Park actually did. He uh, gets a match against Doc, uh, from uh, Ace and Eights. Doc Gallows, of course, and uh, loses the match, and then announces he's going to be a pro wrestler, and goes trains and and eventually. Um, 
because it's it's so good because it's kind of like this guy where it's like you know how to do, like it's a really good way to do i farted really bad <laughs> so uh, bad. it's a really good way to do baby face because you're like cheering for this guy because you know he's he, can he wrestle can yeah. yeah but then and then once it finally clicks in um and i will i will say this out basically he never <laughs> Really, he does admit that Joseph Park and Abyss are the same people, but he does a really good job even after Abyss comes back of just being like, Joseph Park and Abyss are not the same people. Yeah. And that's that's all I ever want to talk about again. Okay. Like, we've only reached 2012. Worst thing about Abyss, my dreams are crushed because I thought he was a much more impressive, well-booked aspect of TNA. And in fact, if anything, he's the worst booked thing. And we didn't even cover things like the fact he won the... X division championship for inexplicably no reason because he shouldn't be wrestling in that division. Surprisingly, didn't lose the belt to Raven, which I know we all are sitting in shock and awe. So after the Joseph Park thing, uh, he basically becomes Abyss again, uh, kind of destroying the kind of the last bunch of years of good work he's done, like two years of good work he did to do and to just become Abyss again, a character that's essentially because he's a he's a huge heel like yes he's a ripoff of mankind yes he's a ripoff of Kane the Undertaker blah 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 he's all these guys but he's a huge heel who you can put in a main event feud and then once you do the Joseph Park storyline there's no coming back from that like that's what that shit is now that's like a leave the federation type thing and it's also one of those things where they could have built up Joseph Park to eventually been a like a big baby. Can you believe the underdog that we know isn't actually an underdog wins the title? You know what I mean? Yeah, and they were doing the thing where like he'll snap and become abyss, and it was really good and a really at least fun thing they could do. And it wasn't a good idea. It's just that him performing it, he was very good at it, right? Yeah, he was. That's why the Joseph Park thing is always like, why did this guy never go to the Fed? Or when they needed corporate Kane, bring in Joseph Park as. Parker but there's Joseph's. not the same. It's not the same attachment to it, you know. Mm-hmm. He's eat away from the mic, you fucking monster. You not eat eat in five minutes. It's tofu. Ugh. <laughs> it was just sucking on tofu now. Ooh, I eat tofu. Also, oh, is this? Oh, I sit everywhere to do everything. Oh. Stand at a urinal. I'll sit. Thank you. I sit at urinals. Yeah, you sit in urinals and you stare people in the eyes as they <laughs> walk in the bathroom. How many times do you think Abyss is shit in a urinal? I'm gonna say <laughs> over unders three. I'm gonna say none. I don't think he has the. I don't think he has the self confidence to shit in a urinal. Like um, we do. A friend of mine, Matt Gray, who was briefly a pro wrestler, um, mm-hmm. met Abyss and okay. said uh, that guy's got crazy weed. <laughs> 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 that guy's got crazy weird. That's exactly how he talks. He's from rural Ontario. It's just one of those things where, like, once he's not Joseph Park anymore, he has to get out of town, and he just doesn't. And he's still in TNA. For the last three years, he's just been, like, abyss, jobbing to people. Much like um, TNA, it's amazing he's still here. But it's getting kind of embarrassing once you actually look at the history and track re- record. Yeah, he beat he like beats um he beat he put over Bram, uh, who was like their big dude, like they wanted to basically take over for Abyss. Yeah, because they had this great um, tag team called the Elephant Club, and it was Bram, and then yeah. this other guy Lois, yeah, 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 yeah. And this other guy Sharon. Thank and those you other very two- much. You gotta do that. You gotta do. Yeah, like don't act like it's not part of. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 
Oh, oats. Eric Negler. You're thinking of Eric Negler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this guy, his name is Kenny Chesney, but not that Kenny Chesney. No, man, it's Bram. <laughs> Kenny Chet in my eyes, <laughs> Bram is <laughs> as big as Kenny Chesney. It's full-on fucking world tour of Sharon and Lois. We're holding it back, those whores. It's just me now, Bram. It's, it's Bram and Abyss in an under-the-umbrella-tree match. I would love it if the, if Bram just tried to make it himself look as much like uh, the child star Bram as possible and then had two whores, Sharon and Lois. El- I don't think the elephant show... Bear-dicked after the match. <laughs> I don't think the elephant show was on. No condoms here. Yeah. The elephant never forgets. You don't think the elephant show was on in the UK? I don't think it was on in the US. Oh, you think this is just a Canadian thing? Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, no. All right. We gotta, I mean, we got to look up. If you guys haven't seen Sharon Lois and Bram, I think it would still hold up. I think it would still hold up to an adult, John. Um, so, Abyss, I love you. You're almost 50 now. And uh, just get a Fed run, please, because when TNA goes away, you're so oh, by the way, it badly was booked. For sure not in the States. It's a Canadian family musical trio. So, no. But look up Sharon Lois and Bram. Fun fact, I was in a pilot with Eric Negler. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. It was in a spy show written by Fun Times Internet. Was it really good? It was much better than it deserved to be. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Negler. He sounds like a jobber. Nine to five or a ham and egger. Um, <laughs> he's a jabron. Guys, so what's your favorite thing about Abyss, John? Black Hole Slam. What a great fucking Black Hole move. Slam. Yeah, I love the Boss Man Slam. What a great move. It is a great he stole move. from the Boss Man. Yeah, he did steal it from the Boss Man. And that's totally fine because the Boss stole Man it. stole everything that he does no, he from the no, Confederate Army. No. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the Confederate Army used to do a baseball slide and then an uppercut. Yeah, they did that. That's how they walloped baseball Lee. slide, uppercut. Fun fact about me. Robert A. Lee. Robert A. Lee. Drink the The General Lee. Nice. I really liked how, like, I just think he was a a very good work. Great, great worker. Sorry. Great. No, he just, he moved at a speed that uh, people don't, like, even like Festus or, (laughs) yeah, he's. Why do you keep bringing it back to Festus? Because. Doc Gallows is in his name. It's Festus, okay? You're There's a man who died. His name was Cassius Clay. All right? There's Cassius Clay, Festus. Same thing in my eyes, all right? No, I'm just trying to think of, like, big dudes who could move who were underutilized in that era. So it's... There's none. Sorry, I was putting spinach in my mouth. Oh, uh, I <laughs> eat tofu then spinach. Someone's watching their waistline. <laughs> oh, Sharon. I'm Bram. <laughs> I'm Bram. You're the uh, elephant. <laughs> and they suck off that elephant. Oh yeah, Canada's a different place. Guys, I was trying to weird out Dylan by putting spinach in my mouth, and then I just almost inhaled it and died. No uh, one it opened up the demons. No John. big man moved as well as fucking... Uh, in me. Would you give it to me? Him. It's like him and Umaga during this hair. And Umaga, look what happened to him. He's dead. It also the thing you realize about Abyss is at the time he's like hitting it big in TNA, he's thirty six. Oh my god, it's like so all his it's, it sounds weird, but all his but that's probably why they wanted to take him on early in the mid two thousands. And since a guy in Abyss doesn't really look like he's a 
old man. So we're all looking at him like, okay, well, the Fed's going to take him on at some point, And they don't because they probably knew he was like 40. Because they're really That's weird the about they're not gonna. F- they'll oh, take on people who are perfect and forty. Like Dave Batista was like their their perfect archetype yeah. of what they want a guy to be. So they took Samoa him on. Joe. I get, uh, but Samoa Joe is just like for their. It's for a different platform. It's for their like independent wrestling. Yeah, platform. And they never. They and they're going to be like him. basically forced to push him to world title level because they won't have anyone else. I don't think that they will, baby. Um. So what's your least favorite thing about Abyss? Is it the way he's booked? Is it me? Um, it's that. Is it your mom? It's that. Not once mm-hmm. did he ever say, "I'm not losing to Raven." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he jobbed a lot to Raven. I'd say my least favorite thing is all the times he beat Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was necessary. <laughs> That's the biggest laugh I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you at home who didn't see what he did, Dylan literally looked at me and went, and then crossed his leg. All the times he didn't beat Raven. <laughs> yeah, I crossed my leg. Have you been watching a lot of designing women? Sharon Lois and Bram. Sharon. I'm, let me go on a photo. Let me Bram. sum this up. Who's your favorite manager of Abyss? Obviously, the guy that. Karen Jarrett. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Karen Jarrett. Um, it was clearly um, that brief time when he was managed by his girlfriend, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren. It's cool to know that I've dated someone with the same name as Abyss. Yeah, that's the best thing about <laughs> Abyss and storyline and Kane storylines is that they're like, what's a cra- what's would someone's <laughs> name be that dates Kane? How about Enchanto? No, it'd be like Stephanie. There's <laughs> yeah. a woman. Yeah. They don't have characters. Yeah, they're... They have the the as, we, woman. as you know, their periods react badly with ink that's written down, so you cannot write anything for them. <laughs> I think that that's like, why Sable was the best female wrestler. She just walked out. All the women wanna be me. All the men wanna see me. <laughs> the best way, the best company to ever utilize Abyss, I will say, and because it, it, it's they, it's the way they kind of had to is uh, Ring of Honor because anytime there was like a little agreement where ROH and TNA could do a talent swap, they would bring in Abyss and it would just be like whatever heel stable they wanted because they always had like yeah, because they're a territory well because they're a territory so they would always have this rich guy has a stable and he brings people in to attack whoever so they would bring in Abyss he would murder everybody, lose to the main guy, he's out because he's crazy and he's, he's back in jail like and and with that character, it sounds silly, but it's like it's a great territorial character to have. Where it's like this insane man's coming through, and then he lost, and now he's back in jail because he's insane. You can always just say he's insane. And it's also a classic thing to pub. There's a famous story of he was a referee in the Carolinas, and he would go into Jerry Lawler's territory at Christmas because that's where his extended family was, and they just made him be. It was Jackie Fargo's actual brother mm-hmm. who was a referee for Jim Crockett's company. And his name was like the Moondog Fargo. And he would just show up at Christmas and it would yeah. literally sell out shows. And all they would do is have him come in and bite a guy and leave. <laughs> <laughs> and That's it was great. Just because he's like, he's a crazy guy. Who knows what he'll do? They're just going to bite a guy. There's actually a crazy story about Abyss. Uh, him and that girl Lauren went up the hill, both with a book, buck and a quarter. <laughs> Lauren came down with 250. 
That fucking whore. Yo, Bram. Whore. Fuck us. Whore. Fuck us, Bram. <laughs> we don't want Sharon or Lois. We want a, we want you. We want we want you in a, in a monsters brawl match. That num, means num. we hang it alone in a basement for a day and then we fuck. We can't jack off or anything. All right, we I'm, come out. And we fuck, ladies Bram. and gentlemen. This is our best episode ever. Yeah. So everyone, hashtag, shut up your fat. Hashtag. Bram. Raven. <laughs> yeah. Anyone listening, please tweet at Raven. How could you do that to a best? If any wrestlers hear of job to Raven, please call us. We want to have an episode of what it's like to job to Raven. Yeah. What's it like to lose to a man that looks like every hippie dude who sold weed to a underaged girl? <laughs> Are you uh, above 18? Yeah. You can't buy it off me then. Yeah. <laughs> I only sell to 16 or 17. Oh, fresh, wet pussy. <laughs> What's that? Fresh. Sorry, what? What's that scratch on your car? That's pussy. Ah, oh, fresh pussy. Well, that's definitely not a bitch. Now it's his brother, Joseph Park. Yeah, he's just as deadly. He's a, uh, <laughs> an attorney. <laughs> Most attorneys are monsters, so it kind of connects. Hulk, I, I sat at home last week on my couch and I watched in shock and amazement as my brother Abyss returned to Impact Wrestling. I, could, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, Hulk. All this time I've been looking for him and I was at home resting up after that dastardly attack by Bully Ray and Devon. I'll tell you what, Hulk, I can't believe that he was here. My brother was here. Joseph, I'm not playing, brother. We need Abyss here now more than ever, and if anybody knows where he could be, that would be his brother. Yeah, you're right, Hulk. You're definitely gonna need Abyss. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, stat, we need Abyss. Stat. This is what happened. See, Hulk threw that stone last week by having the Abyss come out here, by setting that whole thing up and orchestrating. Easy, Hogan. We're not coming here after you. We want the same thing. We want Abyss. Abyss stuck his nose in club business. As a matter of fact, that wasn't even a pin last week. He wasn't the legal guy. I didn't see him tag anybody. As far as I'm concerned, you need to get Abyss out here right now, not that piece of trash. Where is he, Hogan? You get him out here, and you get him out here right now. Because I promise you, when he comes through that door right there, I'm going to take a chunk out of his ass. Hulk, if you will, just for one second, please excuse me. Who in the hell do you think you are? Talking to the immortal Hulk Hogan like that? You better back out my face, fat boy. You know something? You talk about family business, interfering in family business. If it wasn't for you and your pathetic panda thugs, I never went had to be there to look for my brother Abyss. You know something? 
You two are really starting to piss me off. You know what? I've had it with you, and I've had it with you and all your little buddies. So you know what? Let's, let's do this right now. You and me in a match right here, right now in Tupelo. This guy's out of his mind. He's crazy. Oh, shut up. I'm the television champion. You understand that? Who the hell did you ever beat? You don't make matches around here. You want a piece of me? First prove yourself, and you haven't done that yet. Don't you even think about Let me kick his ass tonight. Let me do it right here. Dilo, you better be careful what you wish for, brother, because as far as I'm concerned, that match is gonna happen tonight. Joseph Parks against Dio Brown. You know something? That's fine, Hogan. I've got all the belief in the world and my man D'Lo taking care of him. But you two make one thing perfectly clear. You tell Abyss that I said that when I find him, I promise him I will take a chunk out of his ass. You better believe that. You know something? I'm gonna make this real easy for you, Devon, because after Joseph Park beats D'Lo, like I said, after he beats D'Lo, I'm gonna give him the green light to tear you apart anytime he wants. So the way it goes is you're gonna have the whole Park family, Joseph and Abyss, on your back, Jack. So testify to that, my brother.